podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Come back, <laughs> but we did. Oh, I'm so excited! Jock jams are playing. I'm gonna turn myself in. Oh boy, guys! Star oh, Trek season two, the last episode. It's like slipping on an old, ill-fitting pair of sweatpants that you wish you'd thrown out a long time ago. Oh, but it's so comfortable. <laughs> Oh, yeah. This is the perfect music for Shades of Grey. <laughs> it's really, it's like Next Generation's Victory Lap, that episode. <laughs> Look at all these clips from other shows. Oh, we yeah. thought they were the good ones, but these are the worst clips. How do we save them? Give them erotic thoughts. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. We are back uh, after a lengthy hiatus that uh, we didn't mean to take, but it just happened. And no. we apologize. If you're some s- of it was laziness. Some uh, of it was near heart attacks. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. I would chalk it up to 35% laziness, 12% near heart attacks, which leaves me with, what, 58%? Uh-huh. Uh, or probably not. My math is wrong. Uh I would say 58% of that. No, 64% of that. What is going on over there? Was our scheduling. <laughs> yeah. It was the fact that right. work had been... Sure, it was insane. It was a, it was a, long, so it was a, a long stretch. We had, a mid, we had a night till midnight, which, you know, honestly, in, in TV... Not that late. Experience doesn't necessarily that late. But for our show, it tends to be a little bit late. It ruined us. There'd be nights where we were going to record, and then we'd finish at 10.30, and then we'd go... Mm, uh, <laughs> nothing, uh, Matt would nothing left. I'd be take. ready to go. I would have. I may nothing. have secretly been thinking. I hope he says no. But I, I was like, <laughs> Matt, do you want to do it? Uh, you go no, and I would huff off, even though I would go. Oh, thank God, I can go to sleep. Listen, the good news, everybody, is that we're back. We're ready for action. We're almost into season three. We have a bit of house cleaning to do, and that house cleaning is shades of gray. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, so, Andy, I don't remember how this podcast goes. What's first? You know, I don't, uh, I mean, to, the first thing we got to do is open the Admiral's Club, but I'm trying to remember, do we, do you say, and this, I was actually wondering this on my drive over, Yeah, <laughs> is this an episode they should watch at Myra? Oh, God, no. <laughs> Save yourselves. Not even for just it being, it, this is not the worst episode or this is the worst episode oh it's not the worst episode it's not the worst there's, episode. there's some terrible episodes to come okay i mean it's shocking that a clip episode is somehow not the worst episode of star trek the next generation but it is i assure amazing. you it is not the worst episode does that mean you should watch it no if you're uh if you're listening to this and your name is david garasio just let us talk you through it buddy sure <laughs> he doesn't yeah he doesn't Do you think he enjoys a shout out do you think he's excited right now? Oh, definitely. Is he in his truck? Without question. Maybe he's driving to Vegas. We work with, uh, we work with just a recap, we work with a writer 
<laughs> named David Garasio, who's very talented, a long-storied uh, writer. One of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. Responsible for the most maligned season of uh, Community, even though it was very good. <laughs> um... Um, but uh, it, just uh, a huge, huge fan of the podcast to our <laughs> shock listening to every episode, even though he's never seen, seen a single episode of Next Generation. Uh, David, if you're out there right now, why don't you take off your shirt? Have yeah, a good time. Absolutely. I'll take a shirt off at the drop of a hat. Check Andy's Instagram. Matt, <laughs> let's once again, oh. after three months. Okay. Is it three months? How long has it been? It's been since December. Yeah. Open up the Admirals Club. Oh, boy. Go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, and join the Admiral's Club. I'm going to lose my mind. His levels were okay. This is unbelievable. This has never happened. I know. Oh, it's a whole... You know, honestly, the reason I've been taking the three months off is I've just been working with sound cues day and night. Just doing uh, podcast sound cue drills. (laughs) That's right. Um... Yeah, that will, um, I'm sure, be proved wrong in the next, you know, <laughs> five to ten minutes. Um, uh, Matt, how do they get into the Admirals Club? Well, all you got to do to get into the illustrious Admirals Club, which uh, is dusty, but we're dusting it off now, mm-hmm. uh, is leave a five-star review on your iTunes uh, and tell people how much you enjoy the podcast. So a lot of, uh, I thought I'd top load this with a lot of uh, commentary about, uh, you know, people's experiences uh, in general. Um, uh, about the break. Uh, here's one from Pugsley the Great. You broke my heart. This was my favorite podcast. I love Andy's fresh take on all the time worn Trek trivia. Matt was ready to feed him. Really look forward to the podcast every Monday morning. It's been two months now, and the holidays have been over for some time. <laughs> it's <laughs> over. It's all really over. Oh, um, that's not and nice. then he says, "Okay, I'll pay for the podcast. How much will it take?" Per episode to replace that Ripley's money. Uh, from Chris B. Me, he says, Absence makes ellipse. If this show were still on, I'd probably give it three stars. But since they haven't released a show in forever, I'm going to give it five. Your mileage may vary. That's fantastic. <laughs> As if Star Trek could get any better. To be honest, I could never get through the pilot of TNG until I found this podcast. Knowing that for every bad early episode, I'd get a hilarious podcast from these guys makes it all worth it. Um, thank you, Robert. Um, and um, uh, from Alb seventy seven, best mm-hmm. rewatching of uh, Star Trek podcast ever. Um, wow. I love this podcast. Matt and Andy are awesome. Added bonus, added bonus. Andy's adorable. So is Matt, but he's married. So somebody <laughs> said I was adorable. Hey, and then it's just about a time counterbalance. Uh, deck six duty roster from Robert Noble. The worst thing about this podcast is that we haven't gotten a new one in two months. The second worst thing is Andy. That is a beautifully <laughs> funny review. And Matt, that is the Admirals Club. Nice. What? Oh, see, there you go. Well, <laughs> he broke it already. Almost got through two sound cues. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no. Oh, this, right. is, this is too much. Um Matt, yes, sir. let's just jump right into the hails. Captain, we are being hailed. If you'd like to hail the podcast, all you got to do is email us at trektnc at gmail.com. I probably got that mail address. So wrong. Very wrong. What is it? sttncpod at gmail.com. You just made up random letters. at gmail.com and you too can oh yes correct right i was gonna i was i thought i jumped something but i didn't jump something because we're going to the united federation of planets and we don't have a sound cue for that oh 
Uh, United Federation of Planets President Circle. Uh, for those of you wondering how to join, all you got to do is uh, make some sort of donation to us somehow. That's right. And uh, you will PayPal. be, yeah, you'll be welcomed into the pay for play uh, President's Circle. Although I've been thinking, and it also has been very aggressively told to us that we should set up a patreon is that what it's called yeah we should we'd ha- here's the thing with that we'd have to give them some stuff now is it unreasonable to do a patreon for the three months that we're off work no uh what do you mean we'd ha- you know you tier things on patreon so uh-huh. like for instance like on uh, matt and dory's excellent adventure we if you donate five dollars a month we do a half hour bonus episode for you uh-huh. and if you donate ten dollars a month we do two bonus episodes so you get the one at the five dollar level and the ten dollar level um, so it'd be that kind of a thing. We'd need to figure out some sort of extra pod for them. Well, we were, we have talked at length about, uh, doing, uh, a bonus podcast with, uh, David Garacio, who's <laughs> never seen an episode, Wait, essentially, is a huge fan of the podcast. It would essentially be, uh, David, uh, it'd be, think of After Trek, but for this podcast. Right. Just, so just, so probably the most futile and purposeless yeah. um, podcast of all time. Listen, so that might be something uh, might be seen on the Patreon If you'd wall. be interested in a Patreon that would last a whopping total of three months, uh, e- email know. us and let us know. If I will say this. If a hundred people say that they would sign up for a Patreon from us to get an, ex- an extra episode or two, if a hundred people email us, then we will do it for three months. Oh, all right. Why is it just three months? Oh, is that until you start again? No, it's just until we start again. <laughs> I mean, we, I suppose it's oh, until reasonable. until we start on at Goldberg's. So yeah, I, I suppose it's reasonable that we could continue through pre-production. Uh-huh. I just get scared of our schedules. I wish this was a... Uh, we could somehow call in, have everybody call in, and have it be a conference call with like all of our listeners right now. Just be chaos of everyone shouting their opinions. <laughs> but that's what Twitter's for, folks. We could even do a higher level, Andy, where we at do Star a, Trek uh, TNC. Where we do way. a Google Hangout with everybody that wants to pay. Oh, we could Google Hangout and watch something together. Oh, that'd be that'd be, be interesting. Interesting. So, if it's something you're into, I'm sure we could figure out some fun uh, rewards. Uh, for the tears all right but i need to see 100 people email us if i don't see 100 people email us quite frankly or tweet or just email i think email because that's like that takes that much more effort that Uh, takes the effort that someone would make to go to our patreon page and click the donate button you realize also you are now making me have to count the emails (laughs) but i guess i would have to count the tweets uh, put in the put in the subject line just make it easy for andy put in the subject line of those emails patreon yes all right okay great um all right. And then, Andy, what you can do is search Patreon Yes, and you'll see all the subject lines pop up. Right. And then it'll tell you a count right there. X-Max Genius. X-Mac Genius. X-Macina Genius. X-Macina Genius, my favorite movie. Um, okay, from Adrienne Van Halem. What's wrong with your sex robot today? That's an X-Macina Genius. <laughs> took me a second to process it okay <laughs> that's a oh, great no if we were in college and we had a youtube uh, oh sketch, sure uh kind of well, page with that would be fortunately gold neither of us went to emerson <laughs> no um please read this on the episode covering and is adrian a-d-r-e-n-n-e is that a a gentleman or a lady's name 
the the NNE is a lady, Adrian. Okay, Adrian. Um, please read this on the episode covering peak performance. Oh, I didn't need to read that part. The twenty first rule of acquisition. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Is never place friendship above profit. But I'm not a Frangie, so here's a donation in honor of Valere, a loyal listener, uh, as his 11th Advent gift. Did I read this before? <laughs> He's a bit more of a Frangie than I, and his favorite rule is 76. Every once in a while, declare peace. It confuses the hell out of your enemies. Uh, Merry Christmas to Andy and Matt, too. Adrian. Oh, Adrian. I remember hearing from Valar. That was uh, so Valer. long ago. Peak and performance was months ago for us. We got some emails about that, so about peak performance, because most people will have discovered this in the future, so they will just go from one episode to the next episode. They won't know about the break, other than the fact that we're talking about it endlessly. <laughs> Laura Quinn sent us $25. Future people. <laughs> future people. Hello, future people. Hi. Oh, I can only imagine. So sorry about the world ending. What iPhone are you on? Oh, you went in a different direction, so there probably yeah, would be iPhones. Sure. Yeah. Um, here's $25 to return from the 25 days, ooh, another 25 days of Christmas vacation. Happy 2018. Sorry, it was three months later, Laura. Uh, Andrew Borer uh, sent us $20 and says, Cheers, gents. I've been enjoying it from the start. I will say our numbers are substantially better than they were. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is that, should we just stick to not doing shows? Is that what the public wants? I think it might be exactly what the public wants and needs. <laughs> um. Uh, I've been, oh, so, cheers, gents. I've been enjoying it from the start. I believe in paying for art and defining art loosely. <laughs> That's, That's very funny. funny. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. And that is the, did I close the Admirals Club already? No, I didn't. Here we go. That was the closure of the President's Circle. Which is in the Admirals Club portion. Oh, you see, you have to go, you're telling me you go through the Admirals Club and then there's a door on the right. Yeah, for the president circle. I just feel like the president circle is part of our, you know, giving shout outs and 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 honorable. So what you're saying is on board to on our board the USS next conversation. Right. It's on the same deck. Correct. Okay. You maybe just a little better view in the president circle. From the, you're you're equating it. You to have to go forward. through the admirals club uh-huh. to get to the president circle. That yes, that's that's an okay. accurate way. Yeah. All it's, right. It's like the it's like the ready room. It's like the captain's ready room. Well, I am just tickled pink. And that was the Admiral's Club. I may have hit that already, I think. You did. Whatever. It's not important. And I think I already opened the hails, come to think of it. It's your charm. Look, guys. A big week for everybody. Big week for uh, Matt Meyer fans out there. A lot of podcasts are being recorded this week. So. Are they? You're finally free. What else is happening? What's uh, coming up? Well, Thursday, Kevin and I will be talking Frasier. No crap. Yeah. Wow. Post heart attack, Kevin Smith, and pre heart attack, Matt Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so look for that, I think, next week. Um, and also, I'll be popping by some uh, ID10Ts, AKA formerly the Nerdist Podcast. Nice. Some bondings are on the way. I'm seeing Mosier tonight. Don't know if we'll record a Phoebe, but uh-huh. there's always a chance. This is unbelievable. A lot happening. I, I first week off of work, seven podcasts are being recorded. This is uh this is quite a momentous time for you. Uh, <laughs> or is it just enjoy the shrimp? The same as 
as usual. <laughs> Same as usual, Andy. Um, I like to fill my days with things. Things, things, things. And making people listen to us talk about bad episodes of Star Trek. Um, people have really touted how we're on the precipice after this particular episode we're about to talk about for an hour of, um, of some good times in Star Trek land. I can't wait. I really can't. But first, yes, sir. let's dwell in sonic form on uh, people's experiences uh, on our break. Um, so what you're saying, Andy, is people have called in because they've missed us so much to either complain, yell at us, or beg us to come back. That's right. All right. And here are some. Attention all hands, this is the captain. Where is our episode? <laughs> Listen, I like it. I like it. Simple a, to the point. A couple more coming from that guy. He sent like like eight in a row. Uh, Here's a different one. This is Clay from Tyler, Texas. Already I don't know aggressive. where the hell you guys are, but you need to come back very soon. You got it, Clay. Uh, because greatness is on the horizon. We're almost to season three. Oh, and I, I cannot wait. wait to see what uh, you're going to do with Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, I'm sorry, I cut you off there. Shades of uh, Grey. And then what here's a garbage another one. episode. Oh, oh no. We're taking on some fucking torpedoes. These sound like Romulan. Oh, whoa, whoa. Mr. Warp, we missed the episode. We missed the episode. <laughs> <laughs> this guy really, he spent uh, a big chunk of his day doing this. Here's another one. Why have you not produced a new episode? Produce a new episode before I phaser you. <laughs> before I phaser you. Uh, that's the, cute. The lo-fi. Uh, that was uh, great. Production. Before I you. <laughs> um, Andy, anything else before I phaser you? Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. This is Chris and Reno. A little drunk and stoned right now, but it has reminded me that we're the best way to call a podcast. Shades of Grey. <laughs> I really enjoy your guys' podcast. It's super fun, but God damn it. I don't care how busy the Goldbergs are keeping you. <laughs> need my next conversation. Please load it up. I realize that's a dumb clip show that is probably, arguably, one of the worst episodes of Next Gen. <laughs> it's one of. It, it's I not this. Please. Please upload it. You got it, buddy. And here's the last Sonic one. Awaiting final code for one minute countdown. Code. Zero. Oh, it's like the podcast has self-destructed. <laughs> that was it. Those are some All of the uh, thoughts. Right. I'm glad we are through that, Andy. Um, okay, now uh, some comments on uh, oh, Jesus. Sorry, pal. So Look, you want to take so off three through. months? It's not that. It's not that long. Uh, Jonathan Lunin wrote us. This is all about uh, peak performance. Uh, the last episode, which was also kind of a crazy one, you talked about Armin Shimmerman's Ferengi appearance, but how could you leave out the cameo by Squiggy David Landers? I don't know if you. I don't remember if you did because it was a thousand years ago. But uh, I, think I you must might have. have. Um, um, was he another Ferengi? 
Apparently, I still have missed it. Crazy. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, the mission of this episode was to engage in a battle drill in preparation of a possible Borg attack, correct? This was a theory he had. And the purpose of having the drill be between the flagship and the Federation and a derelict vessel was to simulate the technological superiority of the Borg vessel. Meanwhile, oh, this was a, a writing uh, perspective, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just tapped the wrong and thing. And he's really doing a great job. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I wish I could say it was because we've been off, but I think we all know that this was the level of quality I was delivering before the break. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you yeah, think I you're right. Well, right. well, whatever. Um, um, meanwhile, this was about what the, which the B story was, which I thought was interesting. One of our listeners was writing in about debating. Oh, that's an interesting. Because our complaint was, I think, like what was even the B story, the A story? They're both B stories. He's saying... Um, meanwhile, the B story is about data and the Stratagemo game. Mm-hmm. Um, was I pronouncing that correctly? Stratagemo. Jemo. I submit to you that the battle drill and the Frankie attack is actually the B story, and the only and is only relevant insofar as it sets up the three Stratagemo scenes we see culminating in the final match. The whole point of the episode and the only bit of information useful is Data realizing that he should fight on his opponent's terms and not allow his opponent to define what victory meant. From Stephen Milwaukee. Which I thought was interesting. Uh, that sounded like his name is Stephen Milwaukee, oh. which is a great name. Stephen Milwaukee is a great name. Sounds like a good cartoon character's name. I'm thinking okay. of Stephen Universe, oh. I guess. <laughs> sure. uh, hi, Matt and Andy. Extremely nerdy answer to the question, does beaming make a noise? Matt theorized it doesn't. In the TOS episode, the Enterprise incident, Spock's about to beam back onto the Enterprise from a Romulan ship, and the female Romulan commander clearly hears the transporter beam engaging, leaps on to beam with him. So that's one piece of theory. Interestingly, uh, okay. the one time we saw Klingon transporters in TOS, Day of the Dove, were, they're totally silent. Stealth transporters developed by Klingons for sneak attacks? Oh, maybe. As to why Geordi didn't hear the antimatter beaming in, some tragic news. He's deaf. Oh, The no. whole time he's been blind and deaf. Oh, no. It's horrible. Best wishes. Live long and prosper. prosper. Georgie. Cam Rhodes. Did I pronounce it wrong? No, that's what I'm no, just... Okay, I'm Georgie. Just, that's just... <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, all right. And last one. Uh, is a tweet at us. Uh, Re-peak performance. I wonder if the trick... Wasn't Worf adjusting the Ferengi sensors, but maybe altering the Hathaway signature because we were debating like what did it even gain? Altering us the Hathaway, so I'm listening. Yes, to appear to be a stronger Federation ship. Um, I don't think that they implied that, but you know what? It's possible. Okay, you think? Oh, he gave it to you. <laughs> Matt gave it to you. I really had to Matt think about with it. No for authority in the situation. A little while, and I finally realized. <laughs> Okay, you can have it. <laughs> that's quite a, it's quite a drop. That uh, it's pretty. Good. That hailing frequencies close drop. Um, so we're about to talk about what happened in this day in Trek history. The day that that <laughs> the episode that is known as Shades is great, ladies and gentlemen. Gray. That is the. Second segment that I forgot existed. So let's go, Andy. 
Uh, you're going to be queuing up Toy Soldiers by Martika, Matt. Again? Apparently. I believe that was the last time as well. Toy Soldiers by Martika. Um, and lucky for everybody, Back I've, to Life in the UK I've by upgraded Soul to Soul. to YouTube Red, so we no longer have to wait through ads. Okay. Back to Life by Soul to Soul was... Well, we're doing Toy Soldiers. Fan. Come on. Um, so this was July 17th, 1989. Um, Soul to Soul was holding the top spot in the UK. Martika held number one in uh, US. Polar Star by Martin Cruz Smith was a bestseller, and Lethal Weapon 2 continued its box office domination. Oh, uh, diplomatic immunity. More than doubling. That was such a terrible moment in that film. Hang in there, bud. He kills someone Get and then he holds it. up this Get diplomatic immunity thing. Ugh. Um, a lot of great moments in that film. That wasn't one of them. Uh, more than doubling its take to almost $60 million. $60 million was a hit. <laughs> that means it had two $30 million weekends. Oh. That's impressive. That is. Well, no, not for, an, not for a giant action film in the modern world. Up till, I think. I think even if you adjust for inflation, up until, I think, ridiculous. Up until, I think, The Amazing Spider-Man. The Sam Raimi one, when that made $101 million the first weekend, I think that was a fucking fantastic number. Titanic must have busted it before. Guys, if you'd like a uh, Patreon podcast where Andy and I discuss box office grosses, <laughs> all you got to do is email with the subject line, be, Patreon Yes. I would be, well, you have to do box office Patreon Yes. <laughs> no. No, just Patreon Yes. yes. You just want to. It could be a, anything. <laughs> okay, fair enough. We can talk about it with our... I guess that's true. If you just want to request a segment... In the extra Star Trek podcast uh, where we talk about it, then Gorley, you can. Matt Gorley and I are going to do a Patreon for three months, uh, and we're going to do—I mean, not officially, but we've talked about it on the podcast. But we, we're going to do a special series of podcasts called Star Warsing, and we're just going to, in order, go through every Star Wars movie. Oh, that's going to be very popular. Should be a hoot. Oh, that's great. Please have me on one of those. Um, the B-2, B-2 stealth bomber made its first publicized flight over Edwards Air Force Base. Oh, Edwards Air Force Base right out here. Ac- actress, this is going to be a bummer. Actress Rebecca Schaefer from My Sister Sam was murdered by an obsessive stalker. I remember that well. Um, the Vatican reestablished formal diploma- diplomatic relations. I'm really a mush mouth today. Diplomatic immunity relations. <laughs> it's true, it's a big tie-in. <laughs> <laughs> the Vatican reestablished formal diplomatic relations with Poland's government after 50 years, and Time Magazine's cover featured a young gun violence victim, Jesus, with the caption, Death by Gun. Oh, so, thank God we got past that. <laughs> it was a different Christ. time, you know? It was a different oh time back God, then. God, that is a bummer that it's been 30 years. July 1989. And there's been only 29. No not only, only no 29. progression, but massive. By the way, sliding. think about this. They fucking had the strike, right? They had the writer strike. Yeah. And instead of doing a shortened season, they were they aired this July 17th. This new episode aired in the middle of July. They yeah. just bumped the whole season. Right. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh boy. Ladies and gentlemen, I am delighted to once again be doing this with my friend Andy, and uh, it's time to discuss uh, Shades of Grey, and I will do so by first reading the synopses by Larry Nemechek in his Star Trek The Next Generation Companion. This is the revised edition. It's available on Amazon, wherever books are sold, and also you can get the Kindle version, which is what I read off of. Andy has a big old print version at home. 
I like a good old-fashioned book, <laughs> say in the original series. Uh, production number 148 aired July 17th, 1989. The start date was 429 directed by Rob Bowman, one of the, one of the better uh, directors so far that we've seen. Uh, this is, here's, here's your first clue, everybody. Written by Maurice Hurley, Richard Manning, good, and, and Hans Beamler. Finally, I get my say. Story by Maurice Hurley. <laughs> so they're splitting the teleplay check by three. What if they only read this, the story part? I need my name on both parts. <laughs> All right. So here is the synopsis. A painful thorn. In Somebody the- had to figure out how to join these terrible clips. Guys, this is the last. You we couldn't have to, do it without this is me. The last we have to hear from Maurice Hurley. Oh, <laughs> although it'll be fun to ask him opinions of later seasons <laughs> and what he would have done. Uh, a painful thorn in the leg Cuckoo snagged ruined it. during a planetary survey turns deadly for Riker when it is found to carry an organism that attacks his central nervous system. When Riker falls into a coma and his vital signs plummet, Kalaski realizes that the invading microbe cannot be separated from the nerves it has wound itself around. The chief medical officer is finally able to stabilize its spread, but not until it has actually reached Riker's brain. In a desperate try, she uses a tearful Troy's help in electronically stimulating his brain to help fight off the growth. When Troy senses that Riker's romantic dreams promote the microbe's growth, she and Pulaski begin trying to stimulate the negative memories, including a recollection of Tashiar's death. To slow the organism, Pulaski finally decides to risk the potentially fatal all-out induction of Riker's most primitive emotions. After his body is racked with convulsions, the organism is defeated and disappears. <sighs> I watched this episode so long ago now. Then even that I rewatched it um, this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I put myself through this twice for you all. Uh, so I, I, occasionally I like to read uh, Larry's uh, thoughts. A limp clip show finale to the season. Shades of Grey is probably the weakest Trek script ever written for either generation. Even writer Maurice Hurley agrees that it was, quote, terrible, just terrible. But I still want the, the, the money from that episode. I need the residuals. Maurice Hurley wrote the hurried script designed as a budget-conscious bottle all on board the ship show on his way out the door after deciding to leave the series. Even Rob, Bo- Rob Bowman's touch as a director couldn't save the show that only took three days to shoot. Wow, that's cool. Production assistant Eric Stilwell searched through tapes and came up with scenes representing Riker's emotions to pad out the show. For the record, those scenes included momentary aloneness of an away team, blah, 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 blah. Oh, he lists them all. That is some in-depth listing. Way to go, Larry. Okay, everybody. And you say it's a bottle episode? Got a story in a bottle, baby. Oh, oh, here we go. If you want to save some cash, make your yearly budget last. (laughs) Write a story in a bottle. Don't use that transporter. (laughs) When your writers go on strike, you can't go where you would like. You write a story in a bottle and say, make it so. You can't leave the ship. No. Amazing. You can't leave the ship. You got a story in a bottle. 
That's from Bernie Gertzmayer. Bernie. That was fantastic. Also, like, such a specific thing to write a song about. It's really fun. We need to just have that in all writer's rooms. <laughs> um, uh, but it does raise a question for me, which is right at the top of this. Could oh. you airplane mode that? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting a little feedback. Stuff. Unless okay. you need it. No, I don't need in it. In which case, I would just say move it over okay. there. Okay. Um... It opens up on another planet. It's not a bottle episode. Yeah, it's a crazy use of the term bottle episode because they, uh, theoretically, I mean, unless they recycled this set from a previous, like if it was still standing and the Planet Hell set, isn't that what they called this set? I'm sure they had this hanging around, but that still doesn't make it a bottle episode. I know. Well, Um, Andy, let's dig in with the captain's log, shall we? Exciting. Oh, boy. Do you know what I forgot? No. Our warp core throughout the episode. Oh, it's it's not there? I thought I felt like I was in a void. There you are. Riker's really What's sitting wrong? in some mud right Jay now. Here the calf. What more dynamic way can you start an episode Ooh. than a man sitting in a forest? I like how we don't even see the... The, ac- the accident fucking <laughs> thrust of this episode is not even on camera. Right. It's just a scratch. Right. Sorry, Commander. Can't take any chances. We're the first survey team to set foot on this planet. We don't know what the risks are. Oh, Chief O'Brien. Good to Brian, see you, buddy. The, the transporter has detected unidentified microbes in Commander Riker's body. Well, can't the biofilter screen them out? Apparently not. But Dr. Pulaski has been notified. Acknowledged. I wasn't ready to leave here anyway. You know, I, what are the moral implications, Andy? Of uh, should I kick in the should I kick in the warp core? Yeah, definitely, yeah, right. guys. I'm sorry I forgot it for the first portion of the episode, but uh, I'm you know, sure it's like riding a bike, except it takes longer to remember. <laughs> It's uh, like riding a useless bike that gets you nowhere. <laughs> um, what are the moral implications, Andy, uh-huh. of, and I probably can answer this better than you just because I'm more familiar with how a transporter works, but Riker's fucked up, right? He's got uh-huh. this bad microbe, sure. microbial thing. Gotcha. Why not just reset him? Yeah, like hit reboot. Hit reboot. <laughs> beam him up. But take in his old pattern. They basically do that in a previous episode. Who did they do that to? Was it? Is it? Is it? Well, they Picard. They, they, reset, they do it to Picard. They do it a couple times throughout the series for, to like get rid oh, of. Oh, they do maladies. it with Pulaski too, don't they? When she's old, like she has her old. Yeah, they have her old pattern. When she's aging rapidly, I think so. I don't uh, exactly remember how that. Episode. And then they were saying, oh, we can do it with everybody. I'm like, yeah, but that, why not just do that constantly? I mean, that's all I'm saying. Well, you tell me. That's That has to be in debate on a million different forums. Yeah, I'm sure someone will write in with the correct answer. This episode, um, but, but, so far. But you, can I, can I, because even as a boy, I remember reading the transporter explanation and um, for TOS. Mm-hmm. Because this disturbed me, this issue. And they have some... There's something like the idea is that it's not a digital replication, that somehow the matter well, itself no, it has is to being take transferred. In, it has to take in the matter, right? Uh, Doesn't it? I thought that was the reasoning. Boy, people's... 
<laughs> the nerds' brains are lighting up right now <laughs> in rage and yelling at their their ear pods, perhaps. Uh, no one's listening to this on an ear pod. If you're writing to us on, uh, with I ear think pods, that's totally wrong. Put in the subject line Patreon. Yes, aren't. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're stacking the deck a little bit, buddy. That's not much to go on. I can't override and beam Commander Riker aboard. No. I better go down and make an evaluation there. Let me ask you this, Matt. Yes. So this, say this, this technology existed, this transporter technology. I hope these are the right coordinates. Just kidding, Doctor. I know how much you love the transporter. About as much as I love comical transporter chiefs. In fairness, O'Brien's pretty funny. <laughs> Ready? She does hate a transporter. Classic doctor move. But isn't it telling that Bones and Pulaski, two highly skilled We're medical here, professionals, doctor. don't want to be transported? <laughs> well, I think they just understand the medical implications of having all their atoms scattered across the galaxy. I was walking along minding my own business doing a simple geological sweep. So Masturbating furiously, as always. Any pain? No. Will? A numb, <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> you, know what it was you know how I like to <laughs> leave my seed on every new planet, <laughs> just in case a new Riker should form. <laughs> when I'm done, I say, you've been Riker to the planet. O'Brien, this is Dr. Pulaski. Medical override is authorized. Acknowledged. Wouldn't you still want to beam him into quarantine in sick bay? 100%. <laughs> so, well, hang on a second. So this is my question. Yeah. Would you want the strangest feeling my whole leg just went to, dead. Would you want to be transported? If it was like if you could confirm this is a duplicate of me, this is not me, would you allow yourself to be transported? I think that's how the transporter works. In my mind, that's how it works. It works just like the prestige. I feel like they have some shifty thing that they say that's like, no, but it's actually the matter that's being It's probably moved. the Heisenberg compensator. Yeah, exactly. There's some gobbledygook, sci-fi gobbledygook that they've said that's like, no, it's really you. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Wait, why are you laughing like that, transporter? <laughs> that's the sci-fi gobbledygook character I invented. <laughs> Don't worry, it's just an anomaly. Uh, <laughs> Captain, when did this mischievous science officer beam aboard? <laughs> Why is he always laughing? Why does he also sound like the uh, what's this fucking what's the? What's Go ahead, have a sandwich from the replicate from the replicator. The, it's not poo. <laughs> what's the name of the uh, Martian that would visit Fred Flintstone? Uh, that's uh, Gazoo, the Great Gazoo. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's <laughs> that's okay, Dub Dub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, anyhow, terrible. would you do it? Would you? Yeah, sure. You would. <laughs> but that's not you. So <laughs> it would disturb me. I need to be me. I'd be like, hey, uh, Chief O'Brien, could we lose about thirty pounds of fat cells? Well, if that's so true, then how come Riker and Pulaski instantly kill their clones the second that they're created on that other planet? Was it Pulaski? Because they don't they don't you die every time you transport? Yeah. Are so what destroyed? difference does it make? Well, then they weren't. They didn't. They weren't. They didn't. They weren't dead. Right. Do you know what I mean? So they're there. So they're to like, kill well, the other we person. are the alphas. Plus, they didn't have the memories. They were just clones. Uh huh. That's my thought. Anyway, back to Star Trek. 
Captain's log, stardate 42976.1. During a geological survey on Sorata 4, Commander Riker has become infected by an unidentified microbe. Number one. Captain. Put your foot where it didn't belong. Doctor said she was getting bored. I just thought I'd give her a challenge. That you did. The commander's nervous system has been invaded by an unknown microorganism. You can tell, by the way, these graphics look terrible. There's the point of entry. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. So it went in there. ...are infecting (laughs) the great sciatic nerve, and they are multiplying at an incredible rate. There. Can you remove it? Not surgically. The organisms fuse to the nerve, intertwining at the molecular level. Could you suck it out with some sort of vacuum? Filters weren't able. <laughs> he has terrible ideas for medicine. Uh, how about a magnet? <laughs> how about cupping? We uh, haven't done cupping in a long while. Captain, I think you're needed on the bridge. <laughs> what about a laser? What are these lasers? We point the laser at him, but we turn it just so. Have we thought about phasering off his leg? Yeah. Extracted. There's no evidence of nerve damage. But the organisms are impeding nervous function. My leg's still asleep. Prognosis. The infection is spreading. It will eventually reach the brain. And if it Maybe we should talk about this in front there. of Will. Commander Riker could die. He's right there. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Die? How can I help? I need to know more about its composition. And for that, you need a sample. Exactly. Commander Data, Mr. LaForge. Prepare to beam down to the planet. Or perhaps just Data, since we know something's on the planet that can kill people. And here he is, with logic. It would be better if I went alone. Don't like my company? Your company is not at issue. Your vulnerability to the microorganism is. I'll watch where I step. Besides, how do we know this bug doesn't like androids more than it likes humans? Possible, but highly unlikely. In any event, why risk both of us? Because I know exactly where Commander Riker was when it happened. And I can't describe it in any way that would get you there. (laughs) Mr. O'Brien, energize. Just as a side note, Mm. that was a totally purposeless moment. It's a logic point, and then they explain the logic point in a way that's not satisfying. (laughs) They stop to explain it. Yeah, we could have lost all that dialogue. Yes. He was right over here. But, I mean, if they're not, gonna, if they're not going to actually explain it. I am detecting right. no animal life forms within 50 kilometers. However, I am reading extensive animal remains, mostly fossilized. A graveyard. I do not know. <laughs> A Data. graveyard. Data, look at this. <laughs> they should have, like, brought their rain boots. The structure is Are they just wearing their pants? Do you think that... More transporter yeah. questions. Do you think that, like, Chief O'Brien could beam the water off of them? <laughs> uh, yeah. Chief, beam me out, leave the water out. Well, this but is then like, there's, you're made up... So the human body's made up of so much water. That'd probably be a bad move. Well, I'm sure you... Oh, is it... Is it you think it's not specific? I don't know. To... We have a lot of transporter questions. There's also... We've have we established we whether you can screen the virus Nini out. about all of this? Well, you obviously can't screen the virus out. No, they, 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 they could the biofilter wouldn't do it. 
they, they, this goes they back, explain this that. This goes back to our age-old question. Can you eat a giant meal and then transport it out? <laughs> that I feel like you could do, right? <laughs> Why would you be able to do that but not take a virus out? Oh, well, somebody also, I remember, meal's in giant. response to that moronic question, I remember one of our listeners had a thing about something about the stomach acids causing like if you beamed it all out then it would cause a huge problem i don't remember exactly what it was <laughs> anyway so you got that information guys <laughs> i like how we're even trying to lose weight without trying in the fictional universe oh, of star trek without question i think we've also debated whether the replicator can make calorie less delicious food that i stand by i i think so but then how come some of the people are fat in the future because there's like people like um are they choosing to be fat I think they're choosing to eat real food instead of replicated food. That has to be very expensive. And they're also like, they probably like always Are request, you allowed real food? They always that? request the room closest to the uh, turbo lift. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you're allowed real food. Remember when Riker made eggs for no reason? Oh, right. <laughs> and he was bad at it. And only no, no, the eggs it. were bad. But Worf loved it. Reflexes are yours. What's the difference between the he was bad at it and the eggs were bad? I think he was good at it, but the eggs didn't. The eggs weren't good. The egg. I mean, oh, that's an interesting interpretation of that scene. Oh, for sure. I think that's exactly what was happening in that scene. I thought what was happening in that scene was Riker was a bad cook. No, I think he got a couple of bad eggs. I don't. That's a that's a fascinating. My minute point to debate. That's my take. Uh, my take is it was so. I guess tweet at us. No, no, no. Eggs bad. Riker good. Eggs bad. Eggs bad. Riker good. <laughs> it's either hashtag Riker bad or hashtag eggs bad. Um, shit. Hang on. I just fucked up. Hey, the cussing isn't necessary. Pal. Oh my god. I'm sorry, everybody. What I wanted to do was ask you which what was the what episode was that? What was the name of the episode where her, his father came back? It was the Icarus Factor, right? Yes. Okay. So since uh, Shades of Grey is a clip episode, uh-huh. why Captain not why not go to the egg scene? All right. Do our own little clip episode here. We're en route to Starbase Montgomery for engineering consultations prompted by minor readout anomalies. Oh, wait, it wasn't this. Remember? It was like before this? I'll look it up on Memory Alpha. I feel like it was an episode where we were like, why wouldn't she mention this the week before when I made you eggs? Right? Yeah. Oh, boy. I looked up eggs, but there's an endless <laughs> series of... <laughs> well, you know, because Shatner uses eggs, and by the way, I found it. It's the episode before. Oh. Come on in. Excellent. That's exactly what I needed. Ah, Mr. Worf. And the good doctor bearing gifts. Hail from Enon Six. Your omelets deserve no less. This is not an efficient method for the preparation of sustenance. Oh, you're right, Data. The ship's computer would be more efficient, but it wouldn't allow for the subtlety needed for great cooking. It would give you all of the ingredients in predetermined measurements. It wouldn't allow for flair or individuality. 
And data, as we both know, flair is what marks the difference between artistry and mere competence. For much of the history of mankind, the breaking of bread was a symbol of friendship and community, something we've gotten away from in the 24th century. Ah, you have a practiced hand, Commander. Yes, I have my father to thank. Your father liked to cook? No, he hated it. That's why he left it short to me. It is my understanding that in most human families, the woman no, she just no, no mention, no, no mention at all. Yeah, terrible, terrible. My mother seasoned plotting. By the way, you know what's always annoyed me about this the most what? is that Where that's not nearly eggs? enough eggs for four adults. On our last stop, <laughs> Starbase seventy-three. Yeah, Starbase seventy-three. What kind of eggs did you say these were? A one. For you, Data, something special. Don't be afraid. They won't bite you. And for you, Mr. Worf. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't see in this uh, in the scene which, what suggests that it's. It feels like it's even Steven. Whether it's a cook is only be- as good as his ingredients. That's what he says, right? Uh huh. But isn't he... And Worf's mowing it down. He's saying that proudly. He's not saying that... No, no, no. He is saying that... Blame the eggs. Delicious. Wait, is he... You feel like the performance is suggesting... I know it's bad? Go on. Go ahead. Well, when, he's, when he says... Me on the bridge. Okay, Andy. We were having the discussion about uh, the eggs... And the batteries died on the recorder. Uh-huh. Uh, par for the course so far this week. <laughs> Um, what what did we resolve we didn't resolve anything I feel like it's unclear in that scene I feel like oh you were from his performance your question was his performance I feel like his performance no look at this ready it's it's classically Riker bemused but I don't believe that he is thinking it's bad no you gotta go back it's it's worth enjoying it that was what was just happening no, I know it's before that though. It's well, um, here it is. Okay, so Jordy's coughing it up. A cook is only as good as his ingredients. I think there were. I think there were bad. I think there were bad ingredients. It's an unclear scene to me. <laughs> well, I'm glad we went on this rigor. Let me ask you this. Yes, sir. Has it been established at any other point in the series that, that he good, is a good chef? Well, he. No, I was just going to talk about the time he was the <laughs> chef on board the NX-01 uh-huh. in the holodeck in the last episode of Enterprise. Whoa! Spoilers! It's not a spoiler. Anything is a spoiler. It is a reveal. <laughs> Anything. Anything that would be attached to a music sting and a reveal no, is a spoiler. No, 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 it's not attached to a music sting. Um, it is... Here. Also, now I know there's a last episode of uh, Enterprise. Oh, no! <laughs> uh, you can't spoil that they canceled that show. <laughs> you can't spoil it. It only made it four years. Uh, here, take a look. That was on for four years. Jesus. So there must be some good episodes of that. First officer's personal log. Stardate 474-57.1. I'm making eggs. With the unexpected arrival of Admiral Pressman, my old CEO. This is the last episode of, in an awkward position. of Enterprise. Counselor Troy has suggested I might get a few insights by calling up an historic holo program. 
This is the last episode what? of Enterprise. Should you not, not be showing me this? I don't. It doesn't matter. Oh, you this sure is, you don't want to talk this about This is a massive spoiler. I've told you everything I can. No, it's not. If it's a question of breaking a promise. Not a promise. Much older. <laughs> Have you learned anything on the holodeck about breaking orders? Not yet. I've gone back a couple of days earlier to get a perspective. I really don't see how this is going to help. That's why you run a starship, and I'm a counselor. Reed's shorter than I thought he'd be. Maybe the program's off. No, I'm sure it's fine. It's just your... So the premise is that he's uh, dealing with something. He's got a big question. So she tells him to go call up the program of the NX-01 and, and, and Archer and all that stuff. And that might help you solve your problem. Now, this takes place, this whole thing with them on board the Enterprise-D, yeah. takes place during the sixth season episode, Pegasus. Of... Wait, six seasons. The sixth season of Next Gen. So this is like a oh, thing we never saw that was happening during that episode. I see. It's a it's bananas. Is it good? No. Oh. <laughs> I like the idea. Oh, conceptually it's great, but like you know, it's. It, I think a lot of people don't enjoy it because it really is not fair to the crew of uh, Enterprise. It doesn't yeah. really give them the send off we want. Speaking of uh, stuff that's a great concept. That is never really fully played out. Uh, I'm, and I'm, we don't have to go into detail, but I've really, really enjoyed how they've explored stuff that I'm not even going to go into in uh, Star Trek Discovery. Um, and I've mentioned it prior on the prior, previously on this podcast how I wish they'd explored it more. Um, the other, you know, the mirror, mirror stuff. Oh, exploring the mirror universe. Yeah, and I just love it. Well, you know. Giorgio. And I'm saying now, I've always wanted to do something that was kind of like that, and I may do it anyway, even though Discovery's already done a lot of it. Why don't um, you write a fucking hour? And then, I know, and that then, was my and plan. And then try to get a job on Discovery. Do you think they'd have me? <laughs> um, uh, I know, I would love to. You're a seasoned television writer. Discovery's really entertaining and satisfying to me and i understand that uh that there's uh there's some issues uh from the fans on whether it's trekky enough but uh it's really hit me where i live i love it oh i think they got there you i think, think so? they got to trekky enough oh yeah yeah by episode 13 i was like i loved episode 13 is my favorite episode of trek since tng I mean, and I, I'm not just saying that because I host the after show. <laughs> Even though a lot of people say I always say things because I do that. Do what? Because I host oh. the after show. So well, he has to, to be a little things. bit of a company man, but you know, he's asking a lot of pertinent questions, also. So, and he's also heard me in private sing the praises of that episode. I have, I honestly have, and also he, I think, was concerned. And then he is, he's just definitely been won over in a legitimate way. Um, they had a big mountain to climb, on. and I think they got there. Yeah. Very happy with the, everybody over there. I think they're doing great work. To digress uh, even further, because um, this is a clip show in the sense that we there's no cohesiveness <laughs> at all. Um, we were talking about the... Uh, the transporter and pattern buffer and the episode Unnatural Selection. So now I'm going to play a clip from Unnatural Selection. Andy, I think that's the appropriate way to address this episode of Star Trek. Um, where they, they're talking about how to save Pulaski, who has this old, old aging uh, person's disease. 
Oh, wait. Okay. <laughs> I unplugged. Well, you know what, Andy? You can't get anything right other than the first sound cue. Thank you, sir. Now, quickly, if the changes in Dr. Pulaski's DNA were reversed, would it be possible... It is not reversible, sir. The subtle molecular transposition of... Yes, yes, yes. But say, if it were undone, would she be normal again? As normal as ever, sir. You said that the transporter could be modified to filter out the changes in Dr. Pulaski. Uh, yes, sir, but we were unable to locate her trace pattern. Uh, well, what if we used a sample of her DNA? Mm. Say, um, from a blood test taken before she was exposed to the disease. Could that be used to filter out the genetic changes? Well, I'd have to get into the biofilter bus and patch in a molecular matrix reader. That's no problem. Get into the, the biofilter bus and patch in a molecular matrix reader. Stage, You're sir. talking over exactly what we want. So. However, theoretically... Sorry. <laughs> say, um, from a blood test taken before she was exposed to the disease. Could that be used to filter out the genetic changes? Well, I'd have to get into the biofilter bus and patch in a molecular matrix reader. That's no problem. But the waveform modulator will be overloaded without the regeneration limiter in the first stage circuit. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, that was just techno battle. (laughs) Yes, sir. Can you do the modifications? I think so, sir. Then make it so. You heard what he said. Let's get those panels off. (laughs) Will she be the same? They're going to get to work. It's like she's dead, but then we brought her back. Um, I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. So that was not clarifying in any way, shape, or form. No. And that's exactly what we expected from that clip. Um, but you read, you were looking at the technical manual. And well, because we had, we had some questions about how the, um, how the Enterprise, well, I guess how Federation transporters work. And I have the technical manual, as I have had since there was a child. I guess it's intentionally vague because they're saying they're going to take they're going to filter out the changes, but they're I guess it's suggesting that they're using her actual matter from the from the old version the of the molecular Alaskan. imaging scanners derive a real-time quantum resolution pattern image of the transporter subject while the primary energizing coils and the phase transition coils convert the subject into a subatomically Debandoned, I'm sorry, debonded, debandoned, uh, debonded matter stream. So they pull James the atoms apart. Is my favorite podcast, <laughs> Matt and Matt. Uh, so they pull apart the matter, right? So they pull apart everything into the subatomic level. Uh-huh. Then the matter is streamed briefly held. The matter stream is briefly held in the pattern buffer, which is a giant, almost two meter tall uh, circular buffer that lives under the transporter pad uh, which is weird uh, let's see it'll, which allows the systems to compensate for the Doppler shift between the ship and the transporter destination Doppler shift the pattern buffer also acts as a safety device in case of system malfunction permitting transport to be aborted, aborted rather, into another chamber the actual point of departure from the ship is one of 17 emitter, emitter pad arrays that transmit. Sorry, I can't read either, Andy. That transmit the matter stream within an annular confinement beam to the transport destination. So I hope that cleared up nothing. Uh, there's more to get into: phase transition coils, molecular imaging scanners, pattern buffers, biofilters. Normally used only in the transport 
to the ship. This image processing device scans the incoming matter stream and looks for patterns corresponding to known dangerous bacterial and viral forms. Upon detection such patterns, uh, the biofilter excises these particles from the incoming matter stream. So essentially, I think you'd never have a cold because it's beamed out of you. But they can't do that. They can. That they can do. Is that what they're doing in sickbay? No. Do you mean currently to Riker? Just in general. It is interesting. You have a common cold. Why not just hop in the transporter? (laughs) Yeah. Why does anybody have anything? Oh, my God. I don't know. We have so many questions, and we're never getting to get any answers. so. So the idea is that if you're on a planet, when they transport you, they somehow are actually taking the matter from the planet. Yeah. Putting it into the buffer. Yeah. And then reformulating you. Yeah. Putting you back together. Putting Seems the, a little far-fetched. Putting the puzzle back together. Yeah. Guys, this is Shades of Grey. Uh, as we all know, it's a clip show, and that's why Andy and I are going on and on about nothing. And I'm just going to play one more clip uh, because it's one of my favorites. What's happening? And Bojitsu. The ultimate evolution in the martial arts. I remember my early lessons. You can never get used to the sightless factor or to losing. Uh, if you guys truth. could see the images. But I've had 15 years to practice. Oh, what a terrible uh, scene. Classic throne room guards in <laughs> Last Jedi. Um, all right, let's get back to the, uh, uh, to the drama. To the terrible episode. But not without destroying the nerves it's inhabiting. I know you're doing your best, Doctor. My best may not be good enough. All right, I'm leaving. (laughs) Riker's hand is, uh, he's checking that out. Shouldn't he be in a hospital gown instead of in his regular uniform? Oh, why wouldn't I be comfortable? They're waiting on me handed for I just hope they don't find out that I'm faking it. I wish it were. whistling in the grave. I've seen the thorn. Yes. Doctor showed it to me, too. Rather harmless looking, isn't it? And deadly. I'm sorry. Well, these things happen. At least expected. I'm surprised they don't happen more often. After all, it's a good point. We are exploring the unknown. And the unknown can be benign or malevolent. Captain, one of the things I've learned on these voyages and on this ship and from you is that most life forms act out of an instinct for survival, not out of malice. It's an important lesson. And I admire your lack of resentment, number one. If you drop a hammer on your foot, it's hardly useful to get mad at the hammer. I do. Oh, boy. (laughs) Guys, we have so much action just like this. Uh, He goes into a coma, and Troy is really affected. This is uh, coma music. In the future, medical music will be similar to modern-day medical music. 
wonder what those all the... could possibly be doing. There's so much all fucking the nothing. There's so much nothing head. happening. This I've now it's very 40 slow. seconds in, still just music, no dialogue. And it's just these things going uh, in his head. The infection from taking hold for now. The vertex waves indicate a K complex corresponding to an REM state. What are you? What are you doing? Oh. He's dreaming. One thing I noticed in these clips compared to the modern day is uh, it's interesting to see how much they've taken down Troy's rouge over time. <laughs> That's fair. That's Maybe they you- were like, oh, it's alien rouge. She's a beta zip. Could be. They, they love rouge. Okay, so the first clip we see is from Encounter at Farpoint, where he meets Data. Team, but I'll be leading. I shall endeavor to function adequately, sir. Yes. He had much more of a Tin Man makeup in that pilot. Data did. When the captain suggested you, I looked up your record. Yes, sir. A wise procedure, sir, always. Then your rank of lieutenant commander is honorary. No, sir. Starfleet class of 78, honors in probability mechanics and exobiology. Okay. Now we're into the clip you of Guinan trying to teach galaxy. Wesley how to pick up ladies. You go, you pass twenty six, but that might not work. 10. No. Yes. I'll pop yes, there right now because, quite frankly, I can't take this. Seen it. It's twenty four. We're past right. You don't know how yeah. long I've wanted to tell you. I just wrote with the Riker Troy scene at twenty four. Why this scene? <laughs> That's all I wrote. I don't know which scene it was, but uh, probably not that much. This one here. Let's take a look side effect of neural stimulation. Look at this. The organism's metabolism has changed. I wonder if stimulation is affecting them somehow. I'm going to refocus the impulse pattern on the interpretive cortex. To intensify his memories? Exactly. We'll see if that has any effect on the microbes. I mean, that seemed to be a plan. Yeah, I don't know. It might have been before that. Anyway. Because emotions are rather passionate. That's the one. As in erotic? Very much so. Oh, it's the minuet scene. That was the one I was saying. Like, why this scene? Is that what this is? Because that's him being erotic. But I, I don't know. I just don't understand what the choices of clips in this episode were, which I guess is the whole. It went to someone who was like, saying, you know, they're like, Get me, uh, figure out a bunch of clips. Here's the emotions. Go, 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 it go, go. A, it was a writer's assistant. That was just like, right? I don't know. I just don't the like the way that guy yells at me. Just here, here's some clips. But also think about the fact that, like, nowadays when we're, like, looking for clips and we're like, uh, can we get every time Barry rapped? Right. They. They had to look our writers for days and days. But our writers' assistants can go to the Dropbox, yeah. click on the season, season one, and boom, just scroll. Right. Like, literally, just pan through. These guys had to go to a tape room, yeah. pull the tapes, yeah. hit play. Right. It's just insane. They could have fast-forwarded. That's true. And all we've done is make things worse. <laughs> it's not that much. But there's no timeline scan. You That's can't, like, true. see everything as you're scan. You know That's what I mean? That's true. I'm really just trying to give that PA credit. <laughs> whatever, whatever they did. Uh, then we see bad choices. Troy's child died from the first episode of season two. The child. Uh huh. And uh, we're back in the sick bay here. Such a sadness. Produce endorphins that inhibit the organism's growth. 
Then we found a way to repel the infection. Assuming we're not too late already. How much time do we have? I'm not sure. 45 minutes. <laughs> His vital signs are getting weaker. I don't want to risk another dose of tricordrazine unless I have to. I mean, I would just I give him the tricordrazine. pattern again. We need to isolate memories that generate stronger negative emotions. So then they go to him on a Klingon ship, which I feel like is probably a great memory for him. Then him fighting the worm admiral. Yeah, that's him winning. I know I can count. Well, no, he goes through a glass. Uh, he goes through glass pretty, pretty hard there, in that one. We have a choice. Oh, the worm one. Yeah. No, I mean the other one. Yeah. No. If we don't neutralize the infection within half an hour, he'll be dead. Cool. They also go back to the minuet scene twice. It's like it's bland the first time, and then they go back to it again. they only had 46 episodes to choose from. It's crazy. Like, these are the clips you show? What clips would you rather have them show? I bet you I could put together a better clips episode than this. I accept your bet. If you'd like to see Andy put together a better clip show. I'm not wasting my time doing that. Right, Patreon, yes. (laughs) Forget it. Uh, That would be such a horrible, stupid task for you. Of all the empty next-gen related tasks. Hey, Andy, uh, how was Patagonia? I didn't go. Why? I had to finish this clip show of Star Trek The Next Generation. What? <laughs> Patreon paid me $35. Blood pressure almost nil. Tricordrazine. Oh, no. She's risking the tricordrazine. Can we tighten the pattern further? Also, he doesn't Question. hook up with Troy in this episode. Is? In his dreams, does he? I don't know. I didn't pay that much attention. Is Troy an MD? Uh-huh. Is Troy an MD? Mm-hmm. Oh, good question. I would have guessed not. But if she's a psychiatrist that can prescribe... Can she? ...medications. I feel like I don't she know. just deals with the emotions. I don't feel like she can She's just a therapist, yes. not a medical doctor. I'm almost certain. Because it steps on... Just writing-wise, it steps on the uh, the medical the medical uh, personnel's purpose story-wise. But beyond that, I don't feel like we've seen any indication that Troy knows anything, really about, medicine. anything about medicine. Okay. Well, I mean, right there, she just asked if they should focus the pattern. But you raise an interesting question, which is, you know, are antidepressants and anti-anxiety drugs... Oh, they have to be. It's a, a thing chemical. in the future. It's chemical. They must be. And Barkley is... Do they ever address why Barkley is all neurotic and, and not like the other people? I mean, that's all they address uh-huh. is his weirdness. I mean, and they say, we've tried these things that we use on everybody else, and it's... Uh, no. I, I... Matt and I just touched feet. <laughs> oh, I thought it was my dog, but no. hey, Andy. <laughs> um... I mean, they, they get into it. It's mo- it essentially what the first Barkley episode <laughs> is about. A, you want to do a forward clip? 
<laughs> Barkley. Um, anyhow, yeah. I'm curious about the. Uh, the uh, I'd like to hear more about the meds and what she does. She's always talking to people about their problems. Maybe they believe firmly in therapy in the future you'll as get a solution. A, you'll get a lot of therapy, Troy, yeah. coming up. I wonder how many. I wonder which season has the most therapy scenes with Troy in it. You know, I feel like it might be. They were setting her up. I feel like it's four or seven. They were setting her up basically to be Dr. Melfi on Sopranos for the Star Trek crew. And I don't know that they really... What? You can't set someone up to be the Dr. Melfi before Dr. Melfi existed. I'm not saying that they were like thinking we're going to do a thing like on Sopranos. (laughs) I understand how time works. I'm saying... um, I'm saying that the, I bet you they were thinking... Because you just said you could cut together a better clip show. I'm going to go into the past and, and tell myself not to do this podcast. Um, I'm, uh, I'm just saying that they, uh, that, that, that they were probably thinking, oh, she'll be like a good sounding board for all the characters. And they use her a lot that way. But in Sopranos, it's sort of interesting because it's like a person who I wouldn't talk about his emotions otherwise, and that's what's intriguing about it. Well, I don't think you can equate the two for the reason that these characters internally have no struggle. Do you know uh-huh. what I mean? And, and, and I think that's what separates well, That's inherently the Star problem Trek. with yeah. the Troy character. But then, you know, therapy is a big thing in the 80s, and, and, and Roddenberry's like, well, let's put a therapist on board. You know, that would have been a more interesting way of dealing with it because I feel like I feel like I am inherently distrustful when I meet a person who is like seems kind of flat of emotion and doesn't like things don't get to them. I'm like things are good in you. You're not you're not better than me. <laughs> um, but I think I I sort of am like where when are we going to hit rock bottom with this person? When are we going to get to the truth of what's really bothering this? You person? know what's funny is we were at last night at the rap party. Yeah, Dory and I. Um, we kept meeting. We kept meeting. We were at the Goldbergs rap party last night, FYI. Uh, we were actually in the future. We were at the TNC rap party. <laughs> That's right. In oh, 2018, once we got through all of Star Trek. Uh, in, no, 2038, I think it would be. Oh, I have some. Um, but we, uh, you know, we kept meeting, uh, you know, like a uh, buddy from our prop department and like, um, you know, Jen, our, one of the camera ops, and Ruthie, and like essentially all these people in the crew that aren't in the writer's room uh-huh. <laughs> and they're all like talking to Dory she's like they're like Matt's the best we love Matt blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> and Dory's like like the fifth person Dory's like what is going on and I was like I was like well I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm very friendly to all the crew people and I talk to them and whatever uh-huh. and she's like well what is it I was like well, I don't know and she's like but what about the writers I was like well, the writers know me because I'm with them for 14 hours a day. <laughs> right. So we're never going to get, <laughs> like, we're never going to walk up to Andy and Andy go, Matt's the best. He's so great. He's always <laughs> smiling. Like, that's not going to happen. Cause I see him. They, right. They're with me for 14 hours so a wait, day. So wait, are you saying the Enterprise crew is more like you with the production crew? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that well, I was that was more to the point of your discussion about seeing someone who has you can't read their emotions. Right. And uh, you know, I'm like, well, 
I don't think I was like no one around, no one outside of the writers' room uh-huh. thinks of me like I actually am. Right. Do you know what I mean? But you know, right? Yes, I yeah. agree with everything you're saying, yeah. and I guess that's where I feel like th- this show, and I think part of the reason that I was turned off by it in the early episodes of it is essentially the thing that I said bother doesn't bother me about people, but makes me go like. I'm. You're not giving me who you really are. If if a person is like, no, nothing bothers me. Mm. I'm just a. I'm just a person who like things roll off my back and I'm easy breezy. You just gotta stay positive, man. I'm like, I appreciate that it's important to stay positive, but you're not telling me what really the things you struggle with in your life are, which is fine. But that doesn't make me feel like I'm really getting who you are. So by that token, I feel like if they had structured the show to be like you're saying. These are people who are hardcore professionals in the future. They found a way to really contain the emotions that are going to get in the way of their job to do the thing they got to do. But they've got stuff roiling inside, Mm -hmm. and that's when we see Troy really open them up. Then I think it would have been more intriguing, like that being a thematic issue. But then I think story-wise, you're stuck having to deal with those emotions in the story you can't always i think you wouldn't then be always you wouldn't be able to play let's say captain picard um for instance is having some sort of issue with i don't know i can't even think of an issue he would have because he's seemingly perfect uh questioning his decisions are you saying a thing yeah okay he gets uh, he's done that before he gets 18 crew members killed right by some decision or whatever and then he's like toiling with that right uh so then story-wise obviously if he goes to if he goes to troy let's say okay so here's how in my mind here's the difference here they could do an episode where where Picard makes a decision it doesn't go great but ultimately it works whatever and then in Star Trek The Next Generation as constructed now yeah you're not gonna have to he's not gonna deal with those repercussions right uh huh so the story will be about whatever the story's about okay but then if you add that layer in of Troy uh huh and him confessing to her and, and talking to her about his emotions about that, then the episode, instead of becoming about the bad of the week or the alien problem of the week, it then would become about uh, Picard's emotional journey. In a negative way? For me, yes. Oh, see, I feel like they do what you're saying anyway. And I think the problem, I feel like they do have Troy digging into people and always coyly going, but don't you feel this way about it? And and it's and it always feels intrusive and weird because everybody on that ship is seems so above these emotions kind of interfering with their decisions and trouble yeah that i mean it's ultimately like, why is troy there she's just an irritant because she's not really essential whereas i feel like if they built the theme more strongly which i believe that they do from the few episodes i've seen in the future if they built the theme more strongly that these are people who are true professionals who keep it beneath the surface um, but are really tortured by stuff underneath. And that is like a theme that is that is like that's what the problem with being a, prof- a cold, an icy cold professional is, is you have to push everything down. And then she really dug into it and pulled it out. I think that would be inherently more interesting. And I will argue, I think Disco does that more. 
I think they're professionals. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. They have where you see, humans. feel all this stuff simmering they're, beneath they, the surface. There's more humanity in them. However, I will admit that the story problem with that and the writing problem, and I kind of this kind of gets to what you were saying also, is um, you want to lace it these emotions into the story itself, which means you can't have Troy down on every planet in every way yeah. mission. You want to have the characters interacting and talking about their stuff, right? But that, of course, helps to make Troy less purposeful, which is part of the problem I, with the character. I think Troy, you know, ultimately, I think she suffers the character. Uh, of Troy suffers from her role as a as ship's counselor. Like mm. you know, they do do they do service her character in a bunch of episodes that, well, uh, where she is counseling. Um, but they also like do some fucking crazy dumb storylines that you'll see later on. They really it really seems like they don't have a handle. Like they're trying to make her feminine. They don't want her. On the sto- like, the, I feel like the writers don't want the character. It's like Pulaski's a more fleshed out character in many ways. I think because they are writing her. I think in their it's heads in a more masculine it's way. Interesting that you even say though that. I don't believe it's more masculine. I believe they're just writing her as a full in a human more being. masculine way. What do you mean by I, that? I believe that they think that. Oh, I, I think they're just writing her to be like McCoy, more masculine, <laughs> more crabby doctor, right? But aren't they duplicating a male character that they might not have written a female character like that unless they were they were basing it on a male character that already existed? I don't think you would I don't think that men of that time would write a crabby uh, maybe I'm wrong. I think you are. Well you can somebody point to somebody send me a hashtag where they point to examples of Miss Havisham. I don't know. That's a, a BBC character. It's a Charles Dickens character. Anyway, uh, like I'm just saying, like this type of this this archetype exists throughout. It's just crabby, crabby, crabby person in charge Fair of enough. things. Anyway, my, but, it does. The, going back to the Troy thing, I do feel like it feels like it's these men that don't have a handle on writing female characters trying to write what they perceive as a feminine character and therefore not servicing the character correctly. That's what it feels like to me with Troy much I don't think, of the time. I don't think any of the women on The Next Generation are ever serviced as, as full-fledged human beings. Right. Same token, I don't think that any of the occasionally you'll get stories like family uh in season four or um don't know it a little bit uh icarus factor a little bit with with Riker dealing with his father issues like occasionally you'll get these you occasionally you'll get these character stories from these guys i don't mind but at the end of the day here's my thing though at the end of the day i don't i watch star trek for star trekiness I don't watch it for full character development, but when you when you do get both, it's like those episodes tend to be much more enjoyable uh, story wise. You raise an interesting question. Interesting question because I, I feel the same that I my instinct would be no. I want to see you know the 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 adventure and the stories and the interesting way that they solve the science problem, but unless you tie it. To some, I feel like at their best they tie it to some subtextual character issue. I also think it's not fair. 
but I I understand where you're coming from, but I I think you have to be cautious of your of your dis jointed? not dis not disjointed. It's it's sort of like a dis. It's hard to talk. It's hard to talk to you about these grander sort of things with without regarding later stuff. Yeah, regarding next generation without right. talking well, about things that happen later. I would, the last thing I'll just say about the Troy thing is she also. Um, they they kind of saddled her with two major script writing problems. One uh-huh. is that she only just walks in and goes, "But don't you feel this way?" to to a crew of people that are almost always on top of their emotions and yeah. and and pretty well evolved and and self analytical. And the second thing is that her other main purpose is to tell the captain and crew what other people are thinking and you can't do that in a script otherwise we know where the story is going so it's two major things that are not purposeful for that character to do yeah on the drawing board it was not a super great idea let's continue but i'm delighted to have marina oh certainly on board the family sure and she makes a hell of a pez dispenser oh wow i didn't notice he's got a bunch of pez dispensers dispensers man am i Mouth's got to get back in gear. I mean, they do some crazy shit with Crusher and Troy in later seasons. Like, I wish, I wish we could talk about it, but we will eventually. Ooh, looks like someone's vitals are going back up to normal. Oh, you're already skipping. Let me scan your legs. And they do this by giving him upsetting things at the end. Yeah, and focusing the beams. Mm-hmm. Sick pay to bridge? Yes, Doctor. We've eradicated the infection. I'm on my way. They did it, guys. Oh, my God. What a pile of garbage. still here I could ask you the same question could you how do you feel beat you wouldn't believe the dreams I was having oh yes we would you'll be what? pleased to hear that we've terminated <laughs> the infection great work doctor now if I could get out of here I'd like to get back to lie still I still have a few dozen tests to run I feel fine. There may be some residual memory loss. Will, I brought Do data. certain that you still know who you are. You were there and you were there? I know who I am. I'm Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise. <laughs> Soft touch with the joke, as always, Riker. I'm that you're feeling better. Captain, the Admiral and I were worried about you. Captain, I do not believe you have the authority to promote me to the rank of Admiral. Comedy music. <laughs> that was that comedy music played whenever I made a joke, so everybody knew that I was saying something that was funny. I just want to say these things. They go to the Irish girl clip, the one yes. with the whatever those the mm-hmm. the Irish characters, mm-hmm. and um, they go to the clip. What's the matter, Riker? Do you not like girls? Of course I do. Um, uh. 
which which I didn't remember that that, that clip. But that's that's a weird thing in the middle of this progressive show to be like, how could anyone be anything but heterosexual? Of course I like girls, Riker says. Well, Riker is the most heterosexual creature that's ever walked the planet. That's oh, hang dope. on. Walked the stars. <laughs> <laughs> also, what is that? What is that clip? Why that? His, it says, oh, you got to get him to think of best they terrible. they wanted erotic things, so they put that clip in because uh-huh. he fucked her. It was just... Of all the clips, Andy, his second worst memory he didn't is fuck Troy's. That many people in the show, so they had to put in everyone he had sex with. And then he said, "Well, he all of his wor- terrible memories." And Troy's fake twinkly light kid dying—like that's one of the worst memories he has in his life. Oh my god, the emotional toll it took on his Imazati. Oh, this is a bunch of crap. Of course, that would be in there. Um, Klingon memory. Oh yeah, the, we already said that's a good memory when when he when he beats up the Klingon, Andy. I want to try this on you. Yeah. Let's create some dreams of your memories. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what would play in mind when they wanted a really bad memory from me? Watching this episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, here was a writing fix I had for it. <laughs> what if they set it up so that Troy and Riker, who we know has have Hello, a Hello, Maurice. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> it's your cousin, Matt Hurley. <laughs> Listen to this. What's your writing fix, bud? Uh, Troy and Riker have a, a, a an empathic link. Yeah. She should have been a main player in the story. She should have been maneuvering Riker's emotions through the to, to survive. Instead uh, of just Pulaski, you know, hitting a couple of buttons. I don't think the virus worked that way. Well, that's because they say it didn't work like that. That's It's all decisions. It's all writing decisions. And then then Troy isn't, as always, just standing there watching it happen. Marina Sirtis would, Sirtis mm-hmm. would agree with me. I'm certain. You're Sirtis? I did it. Everybody, I made the joke that no one wanted me to make. Uh, well, Andy, how yeah. do you feel about season two of Star Trek The Next Generation? I'm glad we're heading to season three. That's me how too. I feel about it. Me too. I'm so glad. You don't even know how glad I am. And thank you guys for uh, for hanging in there with us, the, the ones of you that have remained, and uh, and for your patience in our break. We really appreciate it. Or I appreciate it. I can't speak for Matt. I appreciate all of you uh, more than Andy. Well, I don't know. I got to speak second, Seems. so that's my angle. <laughs> well, this is my diff- I like you rules all of debate. more than Andy. <laughs> I think that they know that that's not true. Okay, guys. I can't we're seem all, to access We're all fourth or fifth on, on Matt's love list. <laughs> and I'm right there with you guys. Love list. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to like try to find this trailer His elsewhere. I fourth don't... or fifth favorite child. Uh, Ensigns of Command is the next episode, correct? Yeah, I you know I don't know that you're going to find it. We had an argument before. It really wasn't an argument. It was a. Uh, I just assumed they'd do trailer like a drop a trailer two weeks before and say on the next episode of Star Trek or season. But what would they I don't play think there's a full on. season. I guess they would. They might on play syndicated stations right on a that, coming this week. It would be this week on it. But I was saying, what what if it's a uh, this season on? I found it. Okay. Wait, this isn't the. Uh-huh. Ensigns of Command is is the second episode. What is the first episode of TNG? 
the first episode of season three. Isn't it the Ensigns of Command? Season three. Let's see. I'm crazy right now. Da, 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 da. Season three. Uh, somebody's shouting it out. Evolution. Season two. Uh, episode two is Ensigns of Command. I always thought it was fucking. I'm so confused. So I'm looking actually for Evolution. Mm-hmm. At least according to Netflix. Anyway, he's got a friend at Netflix, and uh, they want to propose that uh, we do this delightful show for Netflix. <laughs> After Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> Matt has plenty of spare time. I've pitched it to Embassy Row. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I would die you, to Matt. just do a pile of these. Are you kidding me? What did they say? I actually pitched it for Cheers. You're a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I think this is the. I think this what is the trailer. What are you doing trailer. for this? They're looking for the content. We they, do this. We do and this. And they play the the. Don't they have Next Generation on CBS All Access? Or is it? Do they not have it? They definitely have old. I old don't know track. that anyone watches After Trek. We still haven't gotten a season two. Uh, I don't know. I don't think anyone's interested in this. I can't believe you're pitching a cheer show. What about me? Well, Paramount Television. You know, what about Andrew Secunda? Andrew Secunda needs you something. You have agents? You have managers? Ugh. Do you know what I did when I heard there was an after track happening? I don't want to talk to those people. I picked up the phone, and I called my agent, and I said, find out who the fuck is hosting this thing, uh-huh. and get my name in there. Oh, is that what you do? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I think this is the trailer for Evolution via Trek Core. Good people at Trek Core. I met, uh, I met uh, one or two of them uh, came to an After Trek taping. Love yeah. their website. Here we go. Ready? Okay. Next time on Star Trek, The Next Generation. Controls are not responding, sir. Something evil is threatening the Enterprise. Nitrogen oxide. Toxic levels. Lives are in danger. Straight into the path of that stellar matter. Disaster is dead ahead. Prepare for impact. On Star Trek, the next generation. Seems action-packed. Well, we get uh, we get Dr. Bob Kelso from Scrubs. Also, seems like they had a clip of the ship flying backward from, I think, you who? Uh, did they? When the ship flies backward, isn't yeah. that from Q Who when he like makes the Enterprise fly off I to, think they to just, meet the board? I think they just use that mat shot wherever they want it. Huh. Right? And put whatever in space. You know, they don't refilm the ship flying whenever it's orbiting a new planet, Andy. <laughs> All right. I'm not I'm not taking them to task for it. I'm no. just pointing it out. I was actually hoping you'd go, wait, are you sure? Because I <laughs> I've tried to play improv with Andy, and uh, sorry, he's better at it than me, and therefore didn't know I was trying. I don't know. Uh, so Ken Jenkins, Ken Jenkins is uh-huh. in the next episode, and uh, I'm excited about that. I really enjoyed his character on Scrubs. Anyway, Andy, season two, we got there, we did it. it season three finally oh, happened. Yes, we did it. Season three is coming next week, everybody. We're back, and and as good as the same as ever, and. You're probably going to tell me I shouldn't say this, but we we're not sure. No, and we're we not can't, sure about guests we because can't the one tell guest you that we tried ongoing. to line up for tomorrow can't oh. do it. He can't do it. So oh, what a rip off. Anyway, this is exactly why. Wait, are we sure we can even? All right, we'll deal with this off. The oh way. yes, we can because I don't have to go into editing. Okay, so we can record during the day tomorrow. All right. Pew pew. 
I just phasered Andy because I forgot how to get the transporter sounds. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Andy, tell, tell everyone how grateful you are to be back and how uh, much you've missed everybody. I already did that. I have nothing else to say. Oh, no. I can only stand here in silence. Oh, but if you could just say a few more things about how great everyone looks on the... Uh, I don't even know. Oh, wait. Uh-huh. Hang on, hang on, you hang on. You can't find it. I, I, I found it, I think. Uh... Uh, 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 wrong one. Wrong era. What's wrong, man? Wrong Are era. You having a problem? You missed it. Done. I played it. I missed, played it. You missed it. I think I beat you on the draw there. You know what, Andy? <laughs> Disengage.